0: This is the Voice of America coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Who will win, capitalists or socialists? Are there any other alternatives? This is what we'll deal with in the American Enterprise Manifesto, a book written by Jerry L. Rhodes the book delves into the possibilities of a third party. Based upon what we've received from the socialists and the capitalists with respect to the evolution of American society and American politics is embodied in the current financial financial situation that we're facing in America. The facts about where we are and where we're going as far as the financial uh, uh, statements for our country, up till now, they have been presented to us in a cooked books format. The reality is, is that the current $22 trillion debt Uh, and deficit are understated by $100 trillion because the obligations for pensions, uh, government pensions, Medicare, Medicaid, and certain other uh, entitlement programs are not on the books. They are only recorded as paid. So we don't have uh, a set of financial statements or information that are on the generally accepted accounting basis. It's because we're um, only reporting on an institutional basis, which is limited to a budgetary system of cash disbursements and cash receipts. We're running the government like it was a corner drugstore. Um, so in the book, The American Enterprise Manifesto, I as a CPA will map out where we are and where this is taking us financially and politically. This is uh, episode number 13. How do you rate the government performance over the last decade as a voter and citizen and immigrant from a policy, operational, and professional standpoint? How is the two party system performing? First of all, do we have a true competitive two-party system? Or is it a purple blend of the red and blue parties? We have three colors in our American flag, red and white stripes with blue field of white stars, stars and stripes forever. The red and blue are represented in our political arena, but the white stripes are not, nor are the white stars. It is not the color of our skin I'm talking about. It's the representation of all colors of skin of the enterprising Americans. America is, the beautiful is totally dependent on enterprising Americans to drive the economic and social systems. Thus we need fair and equal leadership and representation of the small business owners, the hard workers, the wage earners, the providers of healthcare, the first responders, the elderly, the disabled, the forgotten minorities that get merely lip service from the red and blue parties that control the budget and enforce the constitution. We need a third party that advocate, advocates a smaller government, fewer laws, and more free market enterprise, bringing capitalism and socialism together into a more productive and financially stable America. We must acknowledge that every day in our businesses, we have Capital and we have people working together in a productive and and, uh, stable manner if allowed to do so. Such a party as the uh, American Enterprise Party can become the swing vote on all economic and social problems by electing eight to ten senators and 20 to 30 congressmen, forcing the left and right to come to the center, making much needed changes. This can be done with a paradigm shift from redundancy in state and federal government agencies to privatize entities working to properly capitalize America for competing with the worldwide marketplace. To accomplish this shift, we, the majority of the voters, must decide the following. Number one, how do we rate the performance of our government? Number two, are we satisfied with attorneys running our government, passing 10,000 laws per year across America? Three, can we support a government that creates trillion-dollar trillion deficits with every budget? Four, when will we run out of money for paying Social Security benefits and Medicare obligations, With notwithstanding Medicare for all or health care for all? Number five, how bad are the books being cooked by not recording our obligations using generally accepted accounting principles? Six, how will we reduce the imbalance of trade with our worldwide competitors totaling $800 billion per year, with China being uh, more than half of that? So, in effect, China owns this. For example, effectively, America is borrowing money to import foreign products to to consume while the exporting countries are making money by stealing American technology products, improving them, then duplicating them for export to America. This episode deals with these topics and solutions. How do you rate the government performance over the last decade from a policy, operational, and procedural standpoint? How is the two-party system performing? Let's kind of go through these questions and maybe it will allow you to answer for yourself. Number one, are you happy with attorneys running the country, making thousands of laws each year that require taxpayer money to fund with no laws being removed to lighten the load and balance the budget, or second and third generation politicians controlling the economy Public institutions and voting systems. Number two, do you support a government 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 that is irresponsible by continually creating budget deficits of 600 billion to 1 trillion per year, and an accumulated deficit of 123 trillion on the accrual basis, financed by selling our future to China, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Russia, South Korea, and others? that have invested in US government securities for funding the budget deficit and the trade deficit. Trade deficit example, China trade deficits facts, August 2012, 44.4 billion uh, per month, annualized 532.8 billion, updated to 2020, that is closer to 800 billion uh, a year. Japan trade deficits facts 2012 1912 or 19 billion total trade deficit for 2011 560 billion China alone 295.5 billion updated to 2020 the overall trade deficit is closer to 1 trillion dollars effectively america is borrowing money to import foreign products to consume while the exporting countries are making money by importing America's technology to produce products for export to America. More importantly, how how do you feel about other countries owning the rights to our real estate and businesses due to irresponsible financial management of the federal government uh, if the federal government cannot service its debt? In other words, what happens if we cannot pay back the $123 trillion when you add entitlements and uh, pension pension commitments, uh, and, and an accumulated budget deficit that reaches a trillion dollars a year, and a computer a, commu- a com- sorry accumulated trade deficit close to uh thirty billion trillion. Number three, do you support the concept of human rights human rights pushed upon other countries that we do not practice domestically or internationally. In other words, China, North Korea, Iran, Syria, and Russia have their own cultures and their own uh, human version of human or non-human rights. Four, do you believe that America has the exclusive right to nuclear weapons, the WOMDs? Uh, the right for military buildup and nuclear energy sources while wailing on other countries under the guise of fighting terrorism and de- defrocking the United Nations on these issues, or should be called problems, while building missile sites in Poland, trying to intimidate Russia, Iraq, and North Korea. Number five, are you funding education and social rehab? Are you for funding education and social rehab programs using gambling and sin taxation? In other words, casinos, lotteries, smoking, drinking, taxation, etc. Are you in favor of selling our tollways, ports, airports, or foreign in, to foreign investors and leasing them back to collect a hidden tax from our taxpayers and calling it privatizing uh, business or government? Six, are you having a country, are you for having a country being ruled by special interest groups for the sake of their agenda? The Democratic Party, Republican Party, Green Party, Constitutional Party, Libertarian Party, through the Congressional Committee structure that promotes on the basis of tenure and patronage patronage and puts our country in the hands of Elitocrats who do not reflect the opinion or priorities of the uh, uh, enterprising American worker. Seven, are you impressed by elections that are based on negative TV advertising, digging up dirt to avoid substance because there is no debt to the ca- candidates except their ability to raise millions to run? What happened to public service for the sake of the public? Number eight, are you happy with money managers, committee chairmen, stock markets having all the way, all the say when it comes to social and economic problems that impact every American? Nine, are you willing to stay stay uninvolved because you don't want to make waves? Most importantly, do you have any degree of confidence that you, your say or vote counts? In reality, the last two questions are the first questions that the public must answer if we are to be able to form a third party and change the animal farm, George Orwell's version of of social warfare, uh, animal farm, form of government on the enterprising government for the people, by the people, and of the people. In my opinion, opinion, if you accept, number one, the two-party system is working. And two, that our leaders have the health, education, and welfare of the majority of middle-class, ordinary, hard-working, enterprising Americans in their minds when they vote. And three, they are not practicing feed the hand that gets you there. And four, their ratings at the polls are not their accountability standards. If you believe in all that and accept it, you have been bamboozled. You now work for the new form of socialism that just burst our economic bubble because we taxpayers were overheating the economy. Ha, what a way to keep us scared and working harder. Just ask yourself, do you really think the following officials represent our personal views? Can you get them on the phone or by mail and voice your opinion? The Bushes, the Kennedys, the Ryans, the Daly's, the Dole's, The Gores, the Gingriches, the Kent Clintons, the Grassleys, the Wrangles, Wrangles, Thompsons, Lagojeviches, Obamas, McCains, Cheneys, Palins, Biden, or do they, Bidens, or do they misrepresent their intentions and their practices for the sake of what Sam Rayburn suggested to LBJ, go along, get along because America has lost its founding principles to money. $600 billion spent to elect a president, and now it's closer to a trillion, and almost a trillion spent to keep the public at bay is what we now have. While letting our slums fester, our unemployed and uneducated kill each other, touting lotto as the way out, legalizing casinos on every block, legalize recreational marijuana, legalized uh, sports betting, outsourcing our parking meters and tollways to foreign investors, legalizing the manufacture and sale of assault weapons, creation of weapons of mass destruction under the guise of combating terrorism, frisking every child and adult before they board an airplane, letting the internet promote pornography and violence. Is this really what the majority of Americans want? Is this what the Constitution uh, meant for our culture? If not, have you tried to call, write, or speak personally to your Senator about these problems, not their issues and disagreements among themselves, only to get a 29-year-old aide who is a recent graduate of Georgetown Law School who takes notes and buries your input? Well, I have, and that is why I have formed the American Enterprise Party as a third-party alternative that listens to the majority, not the elite minority. That will change the systems and solve problems, not just tweak the policies by debating the issues between the red and the blues. That will fix problems, not just talk about the party line perception of the issues. Interestingly, issues are disagreements among the haves, not solutions to problems of the have-nots. And our current politicians dwell on issues, not problem solving, because they are the problem. That's applying go-along-to-get-along politics at its worst. America, the leader of the enterprise world with its enterprising workers, is in in an economic war with itself for peace and prosperity. Pogo said it best. I looked for the enemy and found it to be us. Continuing, Uh, I'm uh, reading excerpts from chapter 9. Who Captains the Ship? Why would we want to reelect the very parties that got us into a bankrupt position? Why would we believe that the red and blue parties act in our best interests? Why would we choose? To bank our future on the past faults of these elitists why wouldn't we find someone that represents enterprising americans why wouldn't we vote for enterprising officials why wouldn't we now vote for the stupid stranger our version of the captain of the ship well one option would be vote for the american enterprise candidate candidate can a dark horse win an election in a free country and a land of opportunity? Probably not, never has, unless the country is bankrupt and continues to slide into mediocrity due to, com- to complacency and the monopsony. Currently, the USA has negative net worth, negative working capital, inability to cover debt service out of net income, and is deferring trillions in liabilities to the future. We have knowingly let Congress cook the books accelerating tax collections and deferring payments, then borrowing the difference. This is a definition of insolvency, then bankruptcy. This usually requires a chapter 7, 13, or uh, chapter 11. A plan of reorganization of the organization is to if the if the organization is to survive. In government it's called chapter 10. Then, if we don't raise some equity capital from investors, or generate corporate uh, profits, or debt, uh, debt, um, or budget surpluses, we are destined to liquidate our natural resources to our creditors. How do I know? Uh, chapter eleven. Well, the most well, like most entrepreneurs, I have been been that route and have thrived again, despite uh, perceived failure. That's the greatest thing ever invented by uh, our constitution, our policies and procedures, and our constitution is to allow people to start over. If the red and blue parties want to dwell on issues, not problems, and detract and deflect by trying to reinterpret the constitution, let the white party, the dominant stripe and the flag, not the color of skin, move in front of the majority and lead America back in the black, not the color of skin, but being financially solvent. To do this, we must be proactive and also move past the independents, the Green Party, and the Tea Party, the Constitutional Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the Communist Party, the Socialist Party, the Workers' Party, the Whigs, etc. These are all founded on economic control, not on enterprise. Ninety percent of Americans are enterprising, but not represented economically, nor uh, governmentally. Go to the American Enterprise Party blog site to read about real reorganization of America and avoid the fall of the great, great enterprise. I quote, on the right, you have the pragmatics. The aggressors, the opportunists, the elites from Yale and on the left, you have the progressives, dreamers, intellectuals, theorists, legal guns, constitutionalists, and in between you have those poor, dumb, hardworking middle class Americans hoping for a chance at the pragmatic at the pragmatic uh, and dream like American dream. Quote by a quote. This is quote by a professor of economics that is truly a visionary for the American enterprise movement. This same economics professor made a statement that he had never failed a single, single student before, but had once failed an entire class and insisted that Obama's socialism worked and that no one would be poor and no one would be rich. A great, a great equalizer. The professor then said. Okay, we will have an experiment in this class on the Obama's plan. All graders, all grades will be average and everyone will receive the same grade so no one would fail and no one would receive an A. After the first test, the grades were average and everyone got a B. The students were the students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy at the second test As the second test rolled around, the students who studied little had studied even less and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second test average was D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled around, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never increased the scores. As the test proceeded, the scores never increased as bickering, blame, and name-calling all resulted in hard feelings and no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. All failed to their great surprise and the professor told them that socialism would also ultimately fail because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. But when government takes all the reward away, no one will try or want to succeed. As the late... Adrian Rogers said, "You cannot multiply wealth by divide." Come on, Jerry. You cannot multiply wealth by dividing it. What if we rate uh, the new party called the American Enterprise Party? I liken the current situation of American politics and business to the one depicted by Orwell on American, um, *Animal Farm*, where the dictator is run off the farm. So the smarter boars and pigs could garner the support of the comrades for equality until the farm could not meet its output quotas. And then it became becomes a socialist state until the farm no longer could afford to pay equal wages, and then it becomes a fascist state to control the underpaid and unpaid workers. Then due to the need to trade with their neighbors, the elite intellectual management team teamed up with the other dictator farmers for the good of the owners, not the greater good of the worker animals. Sounds strangely familiar, doesn't it? When our Congress uses the monetary resources by taking taxpayer money and gambling away our capital system, then blames our enterprise system for the problems that the Federal Reserve caused by playing Russian roulette with the exchange rates for member banks then had the treasury fund those too big to fail uh, with borrowed money from China and um, enterprising Americans who who own treasury bills, we then dissipate America's consumption-based economy to spiral down downward. To correct this mistake, we need to fertilize the economy with funds that flow rapidly downward to stop the spiral, stop the spiral, rather than reform, rather than reforms that suck up, suck capital upwards, more tax dollars or print more dollars for stimulating public service projects and corporate giants bailouts that do not increase the gross national product, we must downsize government and privatize our institutions using capital infusion from those that have become wealthy on the great American enterprise. As government forces resources upward, business shrinks. I me re- re- uh, reread that. As government forces resources upward, business shrinks. As resources are dispersed downward, biz- business thrives. In the middle, you have the wage earners, the taxpayers, the consumers, the risk takers, the entrepreneurs, the voters, without a true representation of their efforts, needs, and dreams. Therefore, we need to downsize government using the principles of enterprise. This great American society can only prevail if we seed downward monetary resources to the individual brains, hearts, and souls. The great American dream can only be controlled if we guard the monetary seeds, but do not squander or smother them. with more laws and regulations as now is happening. Government is necessary to percolate our economy, not over-regulate it. Government is only necessary to protect the individual right to be free to think, work, and succeed as the seed for evolutionary GNP growth. Government is necessary to define the greater good, not enforce it. Recognize the good, not divorce it organize our defense, not build fences against it. Government must be founded on the participation of the private sector, not the wasteful and inappropriate nesting of public officials. Government must not exceed the authority of the individual's rights and freedom to choose and, and live a fruitful life without regard to color, creed, religion, sex, perversion, or well, sex, perversion, or well to birth, with the opportunity to attain an education, a job, a home, a future, and a say in their governance, governments. Why must we reform our existing government in the exercise of destroying the great society for Congress's piety? continuing we left, left off where with uh, why must we reform our existing government and the uh, exercise of destroying the great society for Congress's piety number one government must be returned to of the people by the people for the people Town hall government is not what we need or want. Downsize the government and privatize our institutions so we save our economy. Money is not the reason we work, but the result of our freedom and opportunity to succeed on our own will. Give peace a chance. The militarization of our foreign policy must be directed at peacemakers, not peace forsakers. Redirect foreign aid to domestic aid to seed our small businesses, uh, the job makers. Replace the moniker of lawmakers with job makers by reducing uh, encumberment and confinement of the flow of capital for enterprise designed uh, by the regulators. Tax net worth, not 46 different facets of taxing the enterprising workers to see the wasteful, dominant, ineffective and uncaring government. Eliminate the Federal Reserve Bank that gambles taxpayer money to control the economy and destroy safe supply and demand forces. Save the honor of the dollar. Privatize the promotion of a healthy America. It is the individual who determines health and welfare, not government. We must stop over-medicating and underdiagnosing health problems and pay for outcomes, not just incomes reorganize the electoral process so the majority rules and encourage the exp- the expression of the third party voice as the middle stripe between the red and the blue stripes which are is a conspiracy when they become the purple stripe and this is in in the these are the colors in the American flag elect american Pardon me. Elect government officials at all levels based on problem solving initiatives, not speeches on issues between the red and blue stripes, domination that dominates our disappearing individualized spirit. Direct the 50 governors that we want them to take up enterprise over regulations as their banner, eliminating all obstacles to our future gross national product. Basing it on enterprise, not taxation, gambling tax, sales and leaseback of American property to foreign interests, managed competition, and indiscriminate public costs for pensions, perks, special deals for state and federal officials bureaucrats. In summary, we must act now before we become an impure version of other great societies who fail to reverse the dominance of the many by a few. <clears throat> the opportunity is the vitality of the enterprising American for the youth, the elderly, the disabled, the dreamers, the entrepreneurs, and the seekers of peace. Therefore, therefore, the voter must take a personal interest and an active part in our governance. The proposed platform in the American Enterprise Party is based on the constitutional rights to pursue individual opportunities for work, education, housing, procreation, lifestyle, and the pursuit of happiness. To do this, 50% of Congress and, and legislatures in the country need to be seated by the private sector. We must move away from any ideology that dissipates our American enterprise. We must honor it for the sake of individual rights to decide ability to perform, desire to procreate, receive equal opportunity for housing, education, and jobs. We must again fertilize our economy with the American enterprise principles constituted by Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, Hancock, Franklin, Adams, Henry, etc. As they envisioned, there would be a, would be new blood infused by the voters, so all, all aspects of the nation would be du- duly re- represented. Those rights no longer exist nor will they again until we interject opposing alternatives. New jobs, lower taxes. Every political ad by career politicians promises more jobs and lower taxes, but status quo on our existing strategy of deregulation to save us from ourselves, using fear as the tactic. But they do not propose any real solution to the current depression of small business. That's where the job losses are the most compelling, and according to Hoyle, that is where the job increases have to be. Currently, 85% of taxes are paid by small business and their employees. However, only 10% have any political or or economic influence. 65% of the new jobs are created by small businesses, but 50,000, it's now 60,000 small businesses per month go bankrupt with no government or banking support. So the solution for recovery is to stimulate small versus big. The current stimulus was di- designed for too big to fail, thinking by Harvard and Princeton graduates, while the cost was borne by the small businesses through taxation, loss of jobs, loss of capital, loss of 401k equity, more and more, and only got more regulations on raising money. Where has common business sense gone? where, in the campaign of career politicians that have never run a business, owned a business, sweated a payroll, and invented a product. The Small Business Administration was initiated to stimulate entrepreneurs and supply the risk capital for small businesses. Now it is overregulated and underutilized for its original purpose. HUD, Farmers Home Loan, FHA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, government grant programs are all are designed primarily to fund Uh, large real estate ventures. If you want to fund an idea, you have to go to the venture capitalists, the public stock market, angel investors, or your country club pals and family members, all of whom want a 30% return on a marginal investment. The shrinking role of small business is eroding America's dream of having its people strive for personal wealth. In America, The farms are now now big businesses for corporations who will pyramid until there is no human equity being utilized. Big business is being created by consolidation and pursuit of economies of scale using robots. And the only result is higher costs and lower worker esteem, deja vu, animal farm rules again. Remember, post-war Russia, Italy, and China went through the ascension of the Politburo, taking over farming and industry for the common good. Now they are pursuing the pseudo-capitalistic dream. The monarchy of uh, British uh, British design built a phenomenal worldwide reach using capitalism, then destroyed it through overtaxation to pay for the kingdom. the rise and fall of the roman empire was driven by a plan to acquire productive land and govern while the house and the senate only wanted to govern history is repeating itself here in america <clears throat> history tells these stories and we in america and, and as we in america repeat them the politicians and bureaucrats promise reform which means more regulations and government on the faulty premise that our economy can recover from any recession, but not the current depression, which was caused by manipulation by the Federal Reserve. Well, Adam Smith, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and even Karl Marx consolidated or consulted, if, if they were consulted, would predict the fall of America based on the dominance of governance for the sake of power, not for the sake of productivity and value-added services. Only small business truly deals with the equation of supply and demand. Enterprise does not embrace over-regulation, over-taxation, waste of natural and human resources by paying for non-productive government jobs, political rhetoric, and fear um, generation for the sake of control. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need creativity, not rhetoric. For example, create added revenues by charging China, India, Japan, Mexico, South Korea, etc, a distribution fee of five percent of sales for utilizing the biggest econ- consumer markets in the world, the American consumer. Rather than giving them a free market so they can profit, growth, grow their GNP at the expense, then loan us money to provide them a service and technology network at no cost. So what is the solution? Is it simple or is it impossible? Well, here are my suggestions for solutions. Number one: fund idea gener- generation through lending to and investment in grassroots, uh, grassroots of enterprise, and reduce dependence on taxes and more on pro- and and uh, more on profits. Two: fund small business startups and expansion with adequate capital formation. Three. Fund SBA, FHA, FHL, et cetera, for the sake of small business, not not for bigger consolidations. Four, reduce taxation by 50% on small businesses. Tax net worth, not net income. In fact, the biggest taxes in this country that are collected are sales taxes and property taxes. And the top 1% of America doesn't pay 90% 90% of the income taxes. Um, other taxes, sin taxes, energy taxes, estate taxes, embargoes, we have to reduce that down to a reinvestment in the American enterprise rather than eroding it. Number five, <coughs> privatize certain business agencies for the sake of investing entitlement resources in the economy. In investment through control strategies, a 6% annual return on investment and our economy results in positive cash flow to pay down our negative debt financing. So, this would be the investment, privatize the investment of health care savings accounts, social security funds, and eliminate the costly health care enforcement structure. Number six, reduce laws and regulations by 50%. We pass a law, we get rid of 10 We create a An institution, get rid of three. The institutions that we now are looking at are OSHA, CMS, HHS, GAO, OIG, IRS, EEOC, environmental agencies. Limit laws passed to to one, eliminating by eliminating 10. Number seven, require fair representation of the chambers of commerce. Remove PACs for campaigns. 50% of the legislature in Congress should be private sector representatives. Reduce the dominance of Congress by attorneys and big business, big special interests who use former politicians as lobbyists. Eight, privatize government agencies that are losing or in deficit positions. Post office, uh, TSA security force, health and education, And commerce and agriculture. What what would this do? It would take from the big and give to the small. The very concept of many doing way more than a dominating few, few will kick butt. Within five years of implementing these principles, unemployment will be resolved. Full employment can be a goal. So could lower crime rates lower divorce rates, fewer teenage pregnancies, fewer war deaths. Baby boomers financing can be lowered lowered due to economic health and wealth. Within 10 years, America will be out of debt and fulfilling the promises we make for the greater good. Principles for true change. Number one, support the American Enterprise Party for the unrepresented by the private sector to balance budgets as true alternative to government for the, the elite, by the elite, and to the elite's benefit. Two, elect governors to the American Enterprise Party for they are being dumped on by the national parties for the sake of practicing politics as usual and avoiding the true solutions. Only the government governors can make true changes at the grassroots. Three, establish the flag established that the flag represents the country's greatness. It has three colors for a purpose. It is more than red and blue. It is also white in the middle for a reason, a more pure alternative for the middle classes, the aging Americans, the minority interests, and the immigrants, the legal immigrants, the unrepresented small businesses, and more than ever, the financial position of the multi-government entities who are not now accountable. Transparencies only show us the errors in strategy and tactics. It is too late after the horse is out of the barn. Four, elect government officials based on private sector experience and eliminate the tagline lawmakers. It should be job at peacemakers. Rather than squeeze small business to death with unnecessary regulations, help fund capital needs with true debt instruments based on performance and a return on investment. Five, provide America with a true alternative to conservatives and liberals as a party of deservatives, who are the majority of taxpayers who have little, if any, representation in the governmental budget process and have no means for fiscal accountability, but provide 75% of the funding from 46 different national and state uh, taxes. Eight, make education a higher priority than our so-called national defense fear system so our best minds can devise protection for our infrastructure to protect our transportation system, our energy system, our computer networks, our vulnerable elderly and unemployed, underemployed masses, and more importantly, allow us to compete in the world markets. It is an economic war, not a shooting war. That will allow us to lead the world to peace and prosperity.